the topic is really um, confidentiality. In the context, um, we'll discuss as since there's no lawyers, we don't have to discuss it in the context of of, um, of attorneys. But generally speaking, there's a major difference, as we know, between uh, between Western society and halacha when it comes to confidentiality. Okay, the the first of all, the key difference is in Western society. The only time it's prohibited to reveal confidentiality is really is when it's when you're a profession. So meaning if you're not a doctor, you're not a lawyer, who's really, uh, you know, I hear something at the water cooler, I hear some good gossip, so it's 100% uh, permitted for me to say it over. There's nothing wrong with good gossip. Right, um, so no, it's if you're a professional, so if you're a, if you're a physician, it's something called HIPAA laws, which I don't know what it stands for. Anyone know what HIPAA stands for? HIPAA, H-I-P-P-A. Stands for, uh, I don't know, something professional like practice. Possible, possible information, privacy, protection, privacy, privacy something, right. something. So whatever it, is, whatever it stands for. But there's a, something called HIPAA laws where a physician or any medical professional can't reveal medical confidentiality. When it comes to attorneys, there's attorney-client privilege. They're not allowed to... The, the, the attorneys now let it reveal things his client says, even if it is a detriment of society in certain cases. If the client tells him that he killed someone, he admits his guilt, he's now allowed to even report that technically. Um, okay, so, so that's when it comes to uh, the Western society at large. When it comes to the Torah, the Torah, as you know, has more than one prohibition dealing with revealing uh, confidentialities. And it's, and it's irrelevant whether you're professional or not. Meaning, this Torah doesn't differentiate between uh, people. One people are created equal, the other Torah. And therefore, the prohibition of revealing secrets is for everyone. One is the more famous one we know about is Lashonara. That means the negative information. So, Pasek in Vayikor, it says very clearly, Pasek Kedoshim, Selech Rachel Ba'amechel, Isam Rabam Recha, and Yeshem. It says very clearly, Pasek says, that you can't reveal um, Lashonara. That means that's negative information. The information any which way can connote anything negative, let's say uh, like medical information or disease. So the question, so then you pr- it's prohibited to reveal it, even if it's true. Suppose if you hear something at the water cooler at work, so this is again, nothing to do with professional or not professional. You hear some good gossip and show up the kiddush or whatever, wherever you, you heard it. You can't tell someone else about it if there's negative connotation. That's known as Isra of Lashonara. Okay, that's clear verse of the Torah. There's a lesser known Isser. So, so positive, if you can't say? Oh, so, yeah, so there's a lesser known Isser, which Gemara Numa says, which for some reason no one uh, knows about, which Gemara Numa learns from uh, from the first Pasuk in Parshas Vayikra, Sefer Vayikra, in Leviticus. The Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says, um, says, it's really many took in the Torah. Throughout the Torah we find whenever Moshe spoke, whenever God spoke to Moshe, right, to Moses, and Moses then gives gives it over to the Jewish people. God spoke to Moses saying, right, but it always prefaces the God's speech, speaking to Moshe with that, and then Moshe then gives it over to the, you know, gives over the information to the rest of the Jewish people. So the Gemara and Yuma says, why does it always say Lema? Why do they have to say saying? Hashem spoke to Moshe saying. What's the saying for? So he says, the Gemara says, we see from here that if someone tells you something, unless they explicitly tell you 
that you have permission to repeat over that statement, it's also to repeat it. It's prohibited to repeat that statement. It means even if it's not negative, meaning if it's something that it's a fact that this, you don't know for sure this person wants you to repeat that information, it automatically, um, it's, it's, a, it's what we call in English, we say it's a secret, but they're saying every statement, unless someone tells you they give you explicit permission to repeat that statement, listen, if the guy told you that chocolate ice cream, that's one. Hey, maybe he doesn't want to tell his wife to know because he's on a diet. But what I'm saying is if it's just obviously not relevant information, the guy tells you, by the way, I'm uh, you know, I went to, uh, had a schnitzel bread for lunch. That's obviously not what we're talking about. We're talking about it's something that could be that the person doesn't want you to repeat the information. He says he just made X amount of money in the stock market, whatever the case is. So that, the assumption has to be, says the Gemara, that it's private. He, unless he, he has the permission or he told you explicitly, he doesn't mind you repeating this information. The assumption is you can't say it over. Based on the passage, it says, Lamer, according to Rashi, I think Rashi says, Loy Emar. Lamer means don't say it over. Don't, you have no right to repeat information, even if it's not negative. Even if it's neutral information. What about yeah. the observation? He just got a new car. That's not the insane yeah, thing. So, yeah, so that's not. We're talking about someone reveals something. That's not. That's, listen, that's, clearly everyone sees them in the neighborhood. That's not. Yeah, no, I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying that's fine. That's not revealing. That's not assumed to be confidential. Someone buys a new car, he's driving around. You know, if he bought it for. Uh, I don't know. If he, if he, you know, I'm saying if he bought it for his mistress, then that could be a problem. I'm saying, but if if he's saying the guy just bought, he bought something. It's clear to everyone. That's that's a fact. It's not saying you can't reveal facts. What I'm saying is, if someone told you something, the assumption is you have to assume that it's in confidence, even if it's not lashon error. It's lashon error for sure. It's a lashon error. It's a race. But the Gemara Numa seems to be implying here is an issue to reveal again something told to you in confidentiality. In, the assumption is that you reveal to you in confidentiality. Again, if it's a, if it's used in observation, that's not confidential. I mean, if you saw the guy, again, if it's going to be lashnar, if you saw the guy going somewhere he shouldn't go, well, that that's a, that's the answer of lashnar. But I'm saying, as far as this is concerned, so that's so again, the, the the major difference is that this is applied across the board. It has nothing to do with attorney doctors in Western society. Again, it, the, the revealing confidentiality is limited to professionals. By the way, it's an interesting question. What about, uh, just um, just to know, I think we might have mentioned it here in the past, is a rabbi, is there, if so you tell something to your rabbi, you have to be careful. Because is he allowed to reveal it, meaning legally, not to Allah? Because, because the question is, again, legally it's only prohibited, covenant to reveal it to Joseph, you're a professional. Let's say a woman came to me and told me uh, she's, she's having marital uh, problems. You're a woman, this, this is an actual case. There's two cases that were tried in New York, uh, in New York courts where a woman came to a rabbi and said she's having an affair. And the rabbi then went ahead and told the husband. Mm-hmm. Because he felt halachically he's required to tell the husband because they're not even allowed to live together. The woman had an affair. And the woman sued the rabbi. It's happened twice in New York State. Thank God it never happened in Texas. But Same um, no. Is that <laughs> what was the case in Muncie? <laughs> what was the case in Muncie? What was the case in Queens, I believe? Queens. So uh, the woman sued. Uh, I remember the Muncie case actually made it to New York State Supreme Court, and she lost because the courts ruled the rabbi is not a professional. Oh, Hashem. So, so I mean, it's good to know. These rabbis are not professionals. It depends on the rabbi. I don't want to malign all rabbis. But the point is, in legalities, it's only if you're professional. So they said, the rabbi is not a professional marriage counselor. He's not, 
you know, it's, uh, he, he's, his job is not marriage counseling, although fortunately today it's become the rabbi's job, mm -hmm. but, but he's not considered professional marriage counselor. So therefore, the fact that she revealed that she's having marital problems is not, is not prohibited on the rabbi's part to reveal that, because he's not a professional. So be careful what you tell your rabbi. So that's, um, that's number one. But bottom line is, um, so that's just a side point. Again, to show the contrast between halacha and society is halacha only prohibits, I mean, a society only prohibits re re revealing, divulging confidentialities when you're a professional. Not a professional, you heard something and, uh, you know, you saw something, uh, you heard something, go ahead and reveal it, it's no problem. Halacha says no, there's no difference between professional and not professional. There might be some nuances, we'll see differences, but generally speaking, the Isra of what we're saying, this Kamara Newman says, you're not supposed to say anything over unless you have explicit permission, is across the board. Rabbis, not rabbis, doctors, lawyers, doesn't make a difference. This woman who sued, sued in the wrong court. She should have sued in the Jewish court. Good point. Good point. Okay, so now, so, that, so the question becomes, so that's, that's clear. That's even between husband and wife? That's even between husband and wife? Meaning, make a difference. Meaning, like, uh, maybe a phone call or something's going on, whatever it is. The wife asks what's going on, and then the wife is, you know, oh, you connected. Mean between husband and wife, yeah, can you reveal? So, so, listen, again, we're going to talk about exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, if it's Lush and unless, we're going to talk about it, if it's Tayelis, that means if there's a constructive purpose, mm -hmm. she has to know right. that information, and you're allowed to say yeah. it anyway. Yeah. It's nothing to do with husband and wife. So, there's no differences, with, I don't think there's any. More leniency is just because you're telling your wife. You know, if it's Lajanar, it's prohibited to reveal that confidentiality. It doesn't make a difference to your wife or your mother in law or whoever. But no, if it affects, no you, it affects your I mean, wife. No, so if yeah. it's something, again, that's relevant, as we're going to talk about, so then you're allowed to reveal to anyone. Whoever it's relevant to, not just to your wife. Um, so, so now, the, 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 if you look at number two on the sheet, the Ramam says very clearly. Um, he defines what the Isser of Achilles is, Lajanari. He says, Rachel, um, Rachel, gossip manger, means someone who goes around, uh, person to person, he heard some good Kishmaka news. This is what this person said, this is what I heard at the water cooler at work, that this person is dating that one, this one, right? And he's saying the truth. But we're not talking about if someone lies, that's called Mazi Shema. That's defamation. We're not discussing defamation. We're talking about uh, even if it's 100% true, you're stating the facts exactly the way they were, and you ascertain the facts and, and they're true, you're still prohibited to just gossiping, saying Gishmak news is, is an Isidarais. Areza Machav Zaylam says, Ram, it destroys the world, and it's based on this passage, as we said, it's Sailor So now, what's interesting is, what we want to get to, that was the title, was what if, when it comes to cases, sometimes you, you, know, you check with someone out for a dating. I don't know who has kids dating here, or sisters, or they're dating. So, right, so, uh, so, the, so sometimes you, you call the rabbi, you call someone in the community to find out about that person. So now, this person might know some either negative facts, or not even negative, it could be a neutral fact, or a medical issue that this person has. So you need to know what is it permitted to reveal. First of all, can I ask? And you can always ask. It could be, part, as we know, part of the of the Lashonara. The Lashonara is not just saying the gossip, but it's also accepting it as true. So hearing Lashonara is also prohibited. So if I'm asking, you know, give me the, the you know, the dirt on this person, because my, my daughter's dating them, or my brother's dating them, my sister's dating them, or my mother's dating them, whatever the case is, or I'm dating them, so, so even just, even if they tell me the truth, the 
child is that lashonar? Is that a problem? How do you how does it work when it comes to dating? Shaduchim. That's the key question we're going to try to focus on. But before before that, we have to understand. So, so there is. So generally speaking, it's lashonar. It'd be prohibited. Um, so we're not only talking about again. We're not only talking about professionals. Professionals. Here's the way halacha might make a difference because if someone comes to an attorney and has information and it's the attorney's client, or it's a doctor's patient, so now you have a whole different issue. Um, they could lose their license if they reveal it. So, so we'll get to that also, but first we're going to discuss in general. So again, generally speaking, halacha doesn't differentiate between professionals and lay people, generally speaking. So the Isra Lashonara and the Isra Reviewing Confidentiality is, is the same across the board. So now, we're, so how could I ever say anything over half? I'm checking someone out. I'm dating this person, I need to find out. Person's child molester, and I want to go out. I mean, I don't want to let my daughter go out. That doesn't work. So, so this, so, and it says a fascinating thing. If you look in this very same plastic, so, so, if you look in, so let, let's take a, before we get to the dating case, so generally speaking, um, uh, anything that's because nefesh overrides something. So, let's say I have a, let's say as a, as a physician or as an attorney, and my client comes to me and they tell me that uh, they have or they have um, I don't know what's the disease where you have seizures uh, epilepsy right so someone has epilepsy so when they tell me that they're driving okay or, or as an attorney the question becomes also you have a client who says uh, he plans on killing this person so so what do I do I don't know what, what the law is any attorneys know what's the law if you're if your client tells you they're going to kill someone, are you allowed to reveal that? Yeah, the future, of imminent future harm to somebody for sure. That's the only type of can. Only past harm, I killed someone, you don't tell anyone. Can you know that? But okay. save a future harm, you do. Okay, well, gotcha. but, but a real one, not like, I'm going to kill someone and no one's going to so imminent harm. Okay. So, so right. So the question becomes: So let's say someone tells me they have epilepsy, and whether it's an attorney or not. So can I? They, they can kill someone. They're driving. They have, a, they have a seizure while they're on the road. So can I reveal that information to the DPS or whatever you know, the DMV, wherever you're from, from New York's DMV, Department of Vehicles. The it's called DPS, Department of Public Safety, right? Or you have cases where someone uh, as a physician or as a rabbi, you can get this sometimes, people come and tell you they have a sexually transmitted disease, they have an STD and, and they, have a, they have a spouse or they have a girlfriend, girlfriend and they're active with them, so that's a problem, so it could harm them, it will be, so when it becomes because, as we discussed many times, that's passion. it's obvious that you're allowed to reveal information that could save someone's life, that's not a question. Um, again, it becomes an issue if you're a professional where the legalities say you can't reveal that information and the halakha is telling you you might have to save someone's life. So what happens there? Am I obligated to lose my license, my legal license, my law license to save someone's life? That's a good question, which I'm not sure I will we'll get to that maybe. Meaning how much do I have to sacrifice to save someone's life? So we'll, that's a Whatever, well not for me, I think, right, is um, this financial stuff. If someone is a, a liar in finance, let's say, I mean, halacha requires, I think I heard to, to disclose maybe that. Halacha? Yeah, right, so yeah, so yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good point, yeah. So now the question, so, so, the, so there's a fascinating thing. If you look at the Pasuk, which is the source, we're saying in Pashat Kadesh, number one in the Shinya, which is the source to telling you it's prohibited to speak Lashonara, that very same Pasuk ends off, um, it says, don't be a gasp mind among two people. Then it says, but don't stand hardly by while your brother's blood is being shed. Right. So what is the so what does that mean? What's the connection? What, first of all, what does it mean? So the, the simple 
pshat, you means you have an obligation. If you could save someone's life, you have to save someone's life. He has a third party. So, so I'm, if I have the ability, let's say in a standard case, I'm, you're, you're sitting on a plane and you know the Heimlich, you're not solo, whatever, or not solo, you should not. Good thing to know anyway. You know the Heimlich maneuver, you're in a restaurant, someone's choking. So in Western law again, you have no obligation. You continue eating, you ignore the guy's choking on the next table, you, if you want to finish your late for your meeting, it's no problem, you did nothing wrong. You're an idiot, but you did nothing wrong. Even though I could save his life, I'm not, there's no obligation for me to save his life. And if, could be if you're not selling, I don't know how it works. It's not you, if you're a doctor, it's not your patient. No obligation. for this plastic, this verse here is obligating you to save, you have the ability to save someone's life, you have to do it. You have to save someone's life. Okay? This is very different than, again, in Western law. So, so that means you're driving down the bayou, you see someone, a car goes off the, you know, into the bayou, guy's drowning, and you're assuming you know how to swim, you could save his life, you're obligated to jump in, save him. Not used to. So that's, uh, take that's it. Uh, listen, we don't, technically speaking, it says, Reacha means you're a fellow youth, but Allah is because of, uh, obviously, of politically correct issues, Allah brings that we have to save him. Nothing, you know, at the end of the day, when Michal Shabbos, even the measure of says to treat a guy in the year, let's say you're not Salah, you get a call and say, you know, and ask the guy, are you Jewish? Because yeah. obviously, that's all, it's not going to work. So you have to obviously treat guy in the equally when it comes to saving life. That's the Allah, according to the measure. And as Israel, there's a different story. It's Arabs. It's a different, uh, <laughs> you know, not all the pies can agree with. But, um, but uh, the point is, like, right, so that's, now we're discussing that today, but the point is, so there's an obligation to rescue. Now, what happens, so, so that's standard case. So the Nassif points out, the Nassif in his parish on Chumash, he says like this, why does the Torah put, juxtapose these two halachas together? Starts off with Seach, Rachel, Ba'mecha, don't speak Lajanara, and this very same passage ends off, so you have to save someone's life. You have an obligation to rescue. Seven and Siv, the Torah is juxtaposing these two halachas right next to each other. These two why? Because the Torah is telling you, excuse me, yeah, you have to look at the Torah. I thought you were leaving. If you eat the food, you have to have the Torah. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so, 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 says like this. He says, the Torah is telling you, you're prohibited from being a gossip, my Lord. But if that gossip can save someone's life, you also can't stand out of your body. If you're able to save someone's life, then you're to say Lashonar. Well, it's not, not only that, he says more than that. It's not Lashonar. Meaning, if you're Lashonar, you're, let's say, negative uh, revelation, you're, you're revealing confidentialities about someone else, you're saying something negative to them, but it's going to save someone's life. Let's say, like we're saying, in the case of epilepsy, the guy has epilepsy, he's driving, so you're going to go and reveal that to the DPS. He says, that's the khir, that's part of this mitzvah. The Torah is telling you, that's not Lashonar. Lashon Har is only when it's gossip. When it's not gossip, there's a Torah, and it's a constructive purpose. If you're Lashon Har, you could save someone's life. Says, says, says the Pasuk, he says, he's saying that's the Pasuk telling you. And you have to reveal those confidentialities. Understand, it's not that, you know, yeah, that's only mutter. That's not only permitted. In that case, now the khir becomes obligatory to reveal the confidentiality. Understand? So, so it's not Lashon Har. I was going to say that the second part of the Pasuk becomes an exception. Right, so he's saying no, it's not, not exception. He's saying it becomes a chib. Torah is telling you that's not Lashon When it comes, when your Lashon quote unquote, it's not really Lashon say can save someone, your gossip, are you revealing a negative a trait? Positive application to do something about right. it. Right, and it's not, not only is it not Lashon you have to do it. It's not Lashon You have a chib to do it. So now the view again, so take the extreme case. So let's say you know this guy is a child molester and, and uh, someone's dating him. 
Okay, so you, it now becomes obligatory to, tell, to reveal that information in a certain sense. You have to know where to draw the line. So that's extreme. So guys, epilepsy is a danger to society for driving. So then you have to now reveal that information according to what we're saying here. So not only is it permitted, it now becomes obligatory. So the, so, so the question is really where do you draw the line? So let's say you know how much can I reveal? Let's say when it, you know, I'm trying to think of other examples. So let's say the guy you know, is dating someone, they call you, but he has athlete's foot. Okay, so, you know, that's something, it's not kishmak in a, you know, in a relationship, but is that something that's, uh, that's good to know? Where do you draw the line? So first of all, the, the, so, so I skipped a step. I mean, the Ramam says very explicitly that the when it comes to rescue, is what you pointed out before, so I skipped that step, it's a very important step, is not only when it comes to saving a life. When the Torah says you have an obligation to rescue someone's life, it's not only if they're drowning or they're, they're choking and you have to do the haimah. The obligation to rescue means, is, first of all, the, the chinook says very clearly, is even when it comes to mamanist, that means when it comes to you could save someone's money. So let's say someone comes to you and is going to you and you say, what do you know about this guy? I'm going into a business partnership. And you know this guy ripped off his last three partners, he ripped them blind. So you now have an obligation to say something according to the chinook, for sure. And other Rishayim, the Ramam also says it, that you now have an obligation to, to tell that guy. Because you're going to save a big loss, a major financial loss. So the Torah says that Samar, don't stand idly by while your brother's blood is being shed. It's not limited to blood. Um, the Chedeth learns it actually in the, in the words. He says, Dam, Dam, Dam also means Dam, Dam is money. It's also about money. And the Ram says anything, meaning any case where you have the ability to save someone from future harm, even if it's not life saving, you have a Chiyah to do that. Um, so, so it's not only limited, that's why Hatzalah, let's say, it's not only saving life. Someone, even if someone were to lose a finger, or something less, you know, just still it's the same chiv. Again, if you know how to say This one's hard because as an attorney, you can lose your license for doing that exact same yes, thing. We'll get the cube, so like, to do yes, we'll get to Yes, we'll get to, maybe we'll get to that. We have time. And that part, what happens, how much do I have to yeah. risk? So just so, by the way, just as in general, in general, in rescue, the, the halach is very clear. I don't have to risk my life to save someone else's my life. Oh, same definition of life. <laughs> so it's questionable, right? So how much money would I have to risk? So it's complicated because because in, when it comes to rescuing life, it actually says you have to hire somebody. Because if you can't save someone, it's actually going to get tell because can I tell a charge? And, and there's a big tumble in Queens. The Queens Atzala recently started billing um, their patients really? with billing insurance. Their insurance, and there was a big argument about it. The head of Atzala. Um, Rowe, Yitzhak Rowe, I think he was here in Houston, and Ali Rowe, he resigned because he, his price comes out, he can't do that. No right to build a patient. So it's actually a big a building, even, we're building a patient, we're building an insurance company. So the question was, is that something... Building the donors. That's a separate issue, not for today, but, but so generally speaking, the Gemara is very clear, it's an hedrid, that if I rescue someone, there's two things. First of all, I, I can get compensated, meaning if I lay down money to rescue someone, I have to hire someone. Let's say I can't uh, save the guy's life, but I could hire someone to rescue. I'm going to do that, but I can get asked for the money back after I do the money. I can get compensated for my rescue. Um, the Gemara says very clearly. So, so the question is, how much do you have to risk? So it becomes, it becomes an issue, because normally on a love, on a regular love, you have to give up all your money. And I say, in a positive commandment, Allah is you only have to give up up to a fifth of your net worth to not to violate a positive commandment. But not to violate a negative commandment, which like Samuel Damrecha would seem to be implied. It's a negative, so you have to give up everything. So that means you'd have to lose your law license, which is it's not so positive. Most places can say you don't have to at least by physicians, they don't have to give up if they're gonna lose their practice. 
they're going to get fired from their job, they don't have to, they don't have to reveal the information. So, depends if you're saving someone's life. So, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not so simple. But. So, so, continuing on, so based on that, so based on the Ram says very clearly again, the obligation to rescue is not just saving lives, it's saving money, it's saving someone from any future harm. Okay, so it means, let's say you're, you're home and you see your neighbor went away on vacation and you see water coming out of his front door and you have the key to his house, you have to go and stop the leak if you're able to. He's not, he's on some cruise somewhere. So, meaning, anytime you could prevent harm from someone getting harmed, monetarily, or, so, including, and Bashawai says the same would apply to relationship, or, she says, it says very clearly, we'll discuss in a second. So, if you could prevent something from getting into a bad marriage, that's called harm. Ramam doesn't say, it doesn't talk about marriage. Maybe elder marriage is a bad marriage, I don't know. But, um, but the point is that, if you could prevent, you know someone's getting into a relationship where that relationship is going to be bad for them, so you have, and you're and you're able to prevent it. So you could, you have to reveal, you have to stop it. Whatever you can do to stop it, it goes into assignment. So the same would be revealing by re- if let's say this person calls you and you know, again this guy was this his third marriage and his first two were terrible. You know he abused his his first two spouses, or him or her either way. So you have to reveal it. You now become a chuyv al assignment to reveal it. It seems different though than we all learned several months ago. Where the question was, does a husband have to tell the wife if he had an affair, or vice versa? So that's and there he didn't have to. Yeah, so that's something else. Well, I don't know if you're here in the beginning. Meaning, that's a different child. And I do this. There's truths that say most parents can say that 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 uh, <coughs> that's where the child is rabbi. Are we here when I spoke about the rabbi? Yeah. So the, there was two cases we said in New York State Supreme Court. And one was New York State Supreme Court. The other one, where, the, where a woman came to the rabbi and said she's having an affair. The rabbi went and told the husband, and the woman sued the rabbi. The courts ruled in favor of the rabbi in both cases that he didn't violate his confidentiality. Um, because uh, he said the rabbi is not a professional. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, works. Okay. So, so the point is, but, but that, but the point, even al Isn't that you're playing with fire when you claim to know that it's not going to work out? You have to be very clear. Okay, we get so. Okay. You're, you're, not enough, you're not enough. Yeah. So, so that who gets the judge? Yeah. But I'm saying if the guy's abused his spouse, it's not a question of working out. She's going to be harmed by marrying. But that's but, that's drawing the line. But along so, the same but, lines, but, though. Okay, so we, got, we, we have to define it 100%. We along the same to lines, it sounds like there's like a Pikuach uh, Nefesh um, situation where, like, a. Yeah, but we're saying the Ram says very clearly any harm. Oh, any harm. Any the Ram, the Ram says Lissamad is applied to money, as we said, let's say future monetary damage, uh, and to any I type guess of harm. make a distinction between if you know for certain that the person is going to lose money versus that there might be a risk. Well, you don't know for sure that it's going to happen. Okay, so generally speaking, and I think we would discuss another shit, meaning, meaning, we, let's say, I'm not sure if the guy's life is in danger. He fell into the bayou, he could swim, maybe not. You know, uh, I still have a chiv, meaning if there's any suffix to someone's life, sure, you, there's no question, you jump in. So the same applies, let's say, man, let's say I know this guy's going to business with this guy, and I know this guy's shady dealings. So for sure the business deal's not going to work, meaning that partnership is going to mess up his partner? No. But I'm allowed to say it, Allah is allowed to say the Lashnara, tell the guy, he might not be allowed to be makabal, meaning he could be chayshish for it. What the Chafetz Chaim says is, and we'll see soon, meaning he's allowed to be concerned and do further research. The person hearing the Lashnara. I can't accept it as truth because I don't know for sure that it happened or not. I mean, I, what, will it for sure affect my business? But I could, I, it's enough that I could be concerned about it. Yeah, so if the guy tells me this guy passed three bad checks and, and don't take checks from this guy, 
So I can't accept it as truth, because I don't know if it really happened, I didn't see it. But I could accept, I could accept the f- enough that I'm allowed to be chayshish for it, and not take checks. Tell the guy, listen, I don't want to take a check. But like, if the guy doesn't know for sure if it's true, how is he allowed to say to the other guy? No, so what I'm saying is, I, I could only say the fact, we'll get to the how you have to say it over. You have to, can only say the facts. So if you're not sure it's true, you have to state that. Let's say, but if but something that that's worth that's worth looking into, I have to say it because it's a suffix. So you're still obligated to say it, although it might be Listen, spreading if you just false heard news rumors, about, you can't about say something. It. If you can't, if it's just rumor, total rumor, you can't say it. If it's something that there's, there's basis to be concerned, it could be when it comes to relationship. We'll see, we'll see again what you're allowed to say and what and how you have to say this tonight. The Chavetz Chaim gives five tonight and what you're allowed to say. The bottom line is like this. Yeah. Right, only just a quick answer, but is it a very different thing then? It's not the same question about. Say a, a wife does not tell her husband about an extramarital affair, but the wife's friend would have to tell the husband. So I never got back to I never got back to that. Uh, sorry, so let me okay, back. Sorry. I didn't answer the question. So again, so I, the the night behuda and other place can say very clearly, and not mechuyev to tell someone that uh, if the wife, if there's Aiden, of course, then you have to tell. Her. There's clear proof, meaning that uh, there was Aiden. You know, witnesses saw her going into a, a hotel. Yeah. with this guy and, and you know they had their arms around each other then 100% you have to reveal it. In the night says where there's no Aiden, let's say the woman herself comes to the rabbi and says I had an affair. He does, he's, in that case he's actually he's not supposed to tell according to the because she's not believed per se and we don't know for sure what happened. But when do you say, the whole thing here has been, when do you, you do say things like this? Yeah, exactly. No, that's to prevent a relationship, that's something else, that's to prevent harm. Here, listen, it happened. The question is, is, is a piyalacha, do they have to separate? So Tara says, you, she's not allowed to stay married to her husband. But if she's just admitting an affair to, to her, to yeah, the rabbi, yeah, you understand? Yeah. So, no, this is to prevent future harm. The woman had a fear, it's over now, she did shuva, yeah. you know, that's... So right. if it happened in the future, maybe even the spouse is to the other spouse. Mm-hmm. She yeah. tells her spouse, so if the spouse believes it, he has to separate. Yeah, yeah. If the woman tells her, her husband, so it depends how much, how much he believes it. If she or she's just very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so uh, speak, speak, if... Hopefully it's not the case. Let's ask you local, that's really... Um, okay, so now... Um, so getting to, to what, so what, we, how far do you take it? Because again, when it comes to Shaduchim, especially people today are crazy, and you know, if the, if the grandmother didn't wear, uh, you know, knee socks or whatever, because, you know, stockings that are not opaque, so people don't go out with, uh, there's this crazy stuff going on in the Orthodox world, I hate to say it, but meaning how pe- much checking, the way it works today is like everyone has resumes and people check for three months before they go out with the person, and not only are checking the person, they're checking the great-grandmother, and did she wear a shaitel, and what kind of shaitel was a human hair, was it? did she wear a hat on top of the shaitel? You're a guy, you're one side, they check out for like the check both. Well, you check everything. I'm just saying. So, the, so, so listen. The person calls me up. Generally speaking, as a rabbi, he gets a lot. I'm sure everyone, even other people, call me up and say, "What do you know about this guy?" Listen, I know a lot. But uh, do I reveal that in high school he cheated on his regents and uh, Does he like chicken first <laughs> for lunch? <laughs> so, so it's what could you reveal? What can you not reveal? So the, the first thing is, Chavetz Chaim says very clearly. If you look at the bottom here, five. He gives you number five. But he, I have four down here. Really more. Stipulations in when you're revealing, and he's going on Shaduchim here, cases of Shaduchim, he says very clearly what the stipulations the, of, of, um, 
of when it's allowed to reveal. It has to have these following four things. Number one, he says, he says the presence of a disease, he's talking about, let's say, there's a medical issue, and someone's asking about the person for a shadok. So he says, presence of a disease or physical defect may be disclosed. However, a vague general weakness or defici- deficiency, which does not immediately compromise health, may not be disclosed. So meaning, the person had, was diagnosed with cancer six months ago, and the doctors gave him two years to live, so that's very clear you're allowed to disclose that, because obviously the, the potential spouse has to know that. Right? That's something important in a relationship. Um, the, the, there's a tshuva from the... I forgot his name. Uh, I forgot who. Um, it's not but very clearly, he says this case, he was asked about someone who was diagnosed with, uh, with a terminal illness, and should the doctor, was actually a question, the doctor asked the question, should they reveal it to the potential, he, to know he's engaged, should they tell the person? He said 100% the is to tell. That place they have obligated to tell the spouse um, that the person is diagnosed with cancer. Well, let's say the person has a peanut allergy. Okay, that's something that's really not important to the relationship, was not it? Good effect. I can't eat bamba, I can't have penis in the house, maybe, I mean, some people... Another building is going to impact the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it could well, have quite itself. His job is a peanut butter maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, meaning, so, so the Kovac Chaim says it has to be enough of a disease or physical defect um, that, that it's, it's going to... It's, that's going to compromise the person's health, imminent health, so to speak, similar to what the legal thing was. It has to be imminent. It was the fact that they say, listen, as his father you know, died of a heart attack when he was 50, so uh, there's heart disease in the family. Uh, no, I don't think that's not something uh, you know, that you really have to reveal. If, again, it's something imminent, well, like we're saying, the guy has athlete's foot. Could affect the relationship, maybe. Uh, uh, you have to know how bad it is. But, uh, you know, so that's not something you'd have to reveal. But if it's something very serious and it's imminent, then you have to reveal. For example, in Sicily, has a, has a tshuva where he says very clearly, he was asked about the doctor, also a woman came to him, and it turned out to see the doctor, she, she wasn't getting, a, she didn't have her period, she wasn't getting her menstrual cycle, so she came to the doctor. The doctor checked her out, it turns out she has no, she didn't have, a, she never have a womb, she, she basically didn't have any, any um, reproductive, reproductive organs. So, and, and she told the doctor, please don't tell my staff, she was engaged. She told the doctor, don't tell my, my fiance. So the Sicily has the rules there, where Waldenberg he says, he says, there's no Shiloh, the doctor has to tell the fiance. This guy, she's not gonna be able to have kids. She says they did plastic surgery on her, and whatever it is, she had ovaries, but she's never gonna be able to have children. At least this was written, could be today, there's ways of having children even with that. But he says, uh, yeah, of course, this is something that, he says, how, there's no bigger Lassam and Adam he says, he's saving the person from future tzar. This guy he thinks he's getting married, he's gonna build a family, and now it turns out he's not gonna he's never have children with her. So he says, 100% you're obligated to reveal that information to the fiancé, even though he's talking to a doctor. And, um, so, so surely something like that, where the person, first of all, is a trust issue. Someone's not saying that and telling their fiancé that, because anyway, clearly the person has problems to not tell their fiancé that they have cancer or they can't have children. So, so that's a big issue. So another issue, as we'll see, it comes to, because technically, the person is obligated to reveal it. The person dating. So, so the question becomes, at which date do they have to say it? So let's say the person knows they can't have children. So if you say it, if they put it on their resume, right, so no one's going to go out, they'll never get a date. So sometimes, and, and the Puskim advise they say, listen, you should go out. Once there's a relationship, so then it's the prerogative of the, of, the, of the person, the dating, to make that choice. So you should reveal it, but you don't have to reveal it on the first date. You can reveal it on the sixth date, on the fifth date. Depends on where some people are engaged by the third date. I'm saying it depends which circles you're from, but 
So meaning if it's something that needs to be revealed, again, what the person says, you don't, you're not obligated to reveal it right away initially, because then obviously it's like a you know, person that has a lot of resumes, you're just going to go to the next one. But it, on the sixth, you have to reveal before you get engaged, that's for sure. Okay, there's no question you have to reveal it before you get engaged. Now the question becomes, now if they're not revealing it, so me as the rabbi, or me as the physician, or me as the, well, I, I'm, or anyone, you're privy to that information, so should I tell the person? If the person said, I'm not telling my, my chassan, I'm not telling my chassan, this information. So that, that's where the question comes. Most of the information that we hear, or that we find out about, we don't know for sure it's true. 100%, right? And we heard this guy say what? this about Listen, this about someone this. tells you, let's say the person themselves told you they can't have children. And we, right, so there's no question about it. It's a fact. I mean, I'm okay. assuming that I'm not, saying, not spreading rumors about myself. I'm just saying in general, like if you heard about this guy, somebody heard that this guy, this, whatever it is, like if you know, if, if you have a... F- so again, if you don't you, know it's a fact, you don't know it's a fact, you can. You're not allowed, right? Yeah, 100%. So there's, no, there's no obligation to say something that maybe... No, but what you, you could say is like this, check out, and I've had such cases, I've heard stuff out of it, do I know for sure it's 100% true, so I'll say, I'll tell the person who called me, they asked me about this person, I'll say, listen, just check out their health, uh, you know, check out the health issues. I don't know if there's something there, but I, I would check out, uh, make sure to find out if they have any health issues, something like that. So you could say something like that, where you're not saying there's a problem for sure, but you're insinuating that it could be a potential problem, check it out. And then it's on there, it's, the onus is on them to, to check it out. These examples that you have given, the impact is uh, is severe. What if it's just t- uh, uh, transitory, but could impact, say, the recipient of the information at an event? And I'll be very specific because it affects me okay, personally. Person. Oh. Okay. Don't talk about your ex. No, I'll talk about my ex. Okay. Uh, I have a special needs daughter, yeah. and she plays golf with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could impact the other people that play golf with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I obligated? They figure it out on their own. <clears throat> but am I obligated to say before we start? Hey, you might want to consider not playing with us because she's special needs. Play? What depends on my impact? I mean, they have a bad game. She's she's not going to be able to. It's going to take longer. Well, her, be, her behavior or her, or her talking or whatever uh, uh, may be disruptive uh, or it may be annoying. Yeah, to, to that's a little thing. Right? So one second, let, let me just tell addresses. It's, it has to be the. There's number four is really addressing it. Here specifically we're addressing dating. We're saying it has to be something that's significant enough. To, again, it's a monetary loss. It's a fact that they're going to have a bad game of golf. Well, it's a monetary loss. I mean, they, waste, they, they may feel they wasted their money playing that round yeah, of golf. Yeah, no, that's what we mean. Monetary loss it means something significant. Again, it, it said, even in the relationship, I'll get to your case in a second, it has to be something that you're revealing, whether it's a partnership or let's say it's something like that, where someone's going into a bad partnership, something or a bad relationship, a romantic relationship, has to be something that's significant enough that it's going to impact the relationship. Just the fact that the person, uh, you know, eats with their heads. You know, I had a friend, my Chavruz, I had a Chavruz in Yeshiva once, he told, I asked, when we started going out, I said, what are you, what are you looking for? Tell me he, he'll only, he wants to go out with a girl who doesn't drink from a can. This is serious. Don't drink from a can of soda. I mean, that's his status. She has to only use a cup, pour it into a cup. <laughs> so listen, I, I, okay, so that was his, uh, you know, everyone has their crazy thing. So, there's no one in this room, he would have gone out. So, uh, so the point is, right, so is that, listen, that's not something that's really relevant. <laughs> relationship you drink in the cup. Alright, what's your case? It doesn't have to be significant. A little thing. Listen, I don't know. You're not going out with that guy. You know, it's it's your prerogative. You want to reveal. That's not even. It's not negative information. That's again, it's a fact. It's an observation. That's not. 
I'm negative persuaded. So. So I run programs for young professionals, and uh, we're doing a uh, partnered event. Still donate to his organization. <laughs> we're doing a partnered Hanukkah party, and uh, one of the organizations is Moisha House, and so they sent out an email to all the leaders of these different organizations, myself included, letting us know. We're just letting you know that there's a certain individual, uh, and they named the individual in the email, uh, a young professional who uh, a lot of the girls. Um, uh, over the last couple of months, we're approaching the leadership of, of my house, letting them know that this guy's, okay, this guy's creepy. This guy's uh, this guy is is uh, inappropriate or whatever it is. So so they they basically told us in the email we're just Lack giving you this heads up. If he reaches out to you, he's not really welcome at this event. Is that an example okay, so, of? Uh, so I'll tell you an interesting fact. I got I had uh, like much like Rubik, right? Yeah, like <laughs> I told you. There's a meaning. Meaning, if you, I actually ask the Shiloh because sometimes, as an average organization, you sometimes people come to your classes, and like so, meaning they're they're going to ruin the class. Meaning, if they come, no one else can show up because they're like they keep on asking questions, they badger in the middle of the class, and they're asking you know totally left field, you know, coming out, or they get, you know you have the type that goes, well, whatever you say, they go, Rabbi, that's a stretch, Rabbi, come on, man, I can't believe the person. So you know, so now you don't want those people in your class, right? Because they're ruining the class. So we asked the Shai, asked Allah Hajjah from a big place from Kamenetsky. And I called him at the time and I said, like, well, what do we do? Do we have a right to keep these people out? Listen, they're Jewish, they want to learn terror, they also need care. Like, but they're gonna ruin the they're gonna ruin it for everyone else. So he told me unequivocally, this is, so he said they have it in Rodif. You know, the Rodif means the <laughs> pursuers, because they're gonna ruin everyone else's Torah. And people are gonna stop coming to your classes. So you have every right to, to kick early. them out of the class. To kick them out and tell them they can't true? attend. So true? I'm saying if this guy's creepy enough where no one else is gonna come to the event or he's gonna people are gonna leave because he's there. Even if you're asking not, me, even I'm it's so, not necessarily a Torah event, like a social event. Yeah, but again, goal is to bring these people in, bring people in. get them to come closer to the Torah, so yeah. they can come. You know, of course, I had this in my house recently, there was a woman who was coming to my, to invite a few times to Shabbos, and a few guests told me, she's there, to, they, they don't want to come, they're not coming. To, she, uh, she wasn't creepy, she just talks a lot. But I'm the case with, so I, I can't invite her with other people. It's not a, I don't think there's a shadow. <laughs> Can you say something? So this is, if you know anyone who fits the bill, it's not, okay, but not that person. It, it, it's not here now. In, 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 with regards to the, the, with regards to, to the alachot, if let's say you would you were going to invite this woman to your house, and you know this guy doesn't like it, are you obligated no, so to tell this not guy? Like it. No, so he. That's what happened. The people yeah. texted me. I invited them for jobs. They would go, is, is she going to be there? Is this ex going to be there? So, I'm saying, like, so even if he I, doesn't ask you I the question. Tell them no. And now I, you, you can invite him. I'll just want to let you know that. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but why? Like, Wouldn't that be like. It could be personal. He doesn't get along with her. You don't he, say, like, he, what are you didn't tell me why. I figured out why. I don't know. This is not a monetary loss. No, 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 I'm saying it's not. I'm not saying coming negative. You're asking me a, a fact: Is she coming to you for Shabbos or not? So I, I say no. I'm saying if, if he not did not ask, that's the question. If he did not ask. Yeah, but again, I'm not. I'm not saying something negative. If I know this person doesn't get along, you know, with with this person, so I oh, that's you know what they want to be in the same room together. It could be not negative. They had a personal fight, whatever it is. So I, that's not negative. I'm saying, are you obligated to tell the other person, hey, by the way, this yeah, person? Yeah, I do coming. that all the time. What do you mean? I know I'm having guests, and this person dated. Let's say they dated them. 
they broke up, it's going to be awkward if they're there together. So you don't want to, you know, so you let them know. That's not negative. So I, I want to finish off. because So the, as far as the Shidduchim is concerned, so meaning what do you have to reveal, what don't? So Chavetz Chaim says very clearly, let's finish these, this list here. He says the nature, extent of disease, and this is very important, you said, you have to say the facts. When you are allowed to reveal, you only can say facts. You can't, sometimes you want to make sure this person doesn't date it. You like embellish it. can't embellish anything. That's number two. Number three, he says the sole motivation prompting disclosure must be for the benefit of the person to whom the information is supplied. No disclosure may be made when prompted even in part by personal animosity. So let's say I don't like this person, and it happens to be there's a problem uh, with this person. They're you know, it's, so I, I'm revealing Lajanara to the person they're dating, but, and I'm allowed to, technically. But he's saying if there's any animosity to that person, we're scared you're going to be biased, and therefore you're not going to be objective about it. So therefore you, know, you have to get someone else to do it or, or do it in a different way. And number four, he says, disclosure is permissible only when there exists reasonable grounds. This is what we were talking about before. It has to be something that, that this information being divulged, normal people would stop a relationship. Because, so again, if the guy has a penal allergy, that's not a regular thing. Someone's going to drop. So, so that's, that's very important. Now, the, the players can say very clearly, Rebasha Weiss discusses the two truths. First of all, Shlomo's album says like this. There's another question, because it comes to lying. Because, you know, let's say people, are you allowed to lie? Let's say it's something that's not going to affect the relationship. And, but you know, if you tell the person this information, they're, they're not going to go out with them. But like I said, the grandmother didn't wear three shirts, you know, or didn't wear right. Uh, so, so is that? It's ridiculous. It's, there's no reason they shouldn't go out and get married. But, but this person, you know, is so. So am I allowed to lie? Or they're asking? They only go to, with uh, women under the age of uh, 23. This girl just uh, didn't make the cutoff. Okay, so am I allowed to say she's 23 even though she's 24? That's a whole different question. Are you allowed to lie? So, or am I allowed to, you know, if they're asking me, if it's something that's not really relevant to the relationship. So Shlom Zalman Orbach says, by the way, you're not obligated, you, you don't have to, first of all, you don't have to reveal it. Unless, even with negative information, let's say, he's talking about an interesting case, so let's say the father of the person they're dating was not Jewish, was a guy. So Allah, the person's 100% yid, Listen, maybe, but a lot of people would not go out with, I don't want to go out with, you know, this person whose father is not Jewish. So he says, am I obligated to say it? When they call me up, they're asking me as a rabbi, they call up, they say, what's the story? What do you know about this guy? I know his father's a guy. Okay, logically he's 100% Jewish. It doesn't affect his Jewish, his Judaism, right? Is that a reason that I have to say something? So sometimes says, unless they ask you specifically, what's, do you know anything about the father? You don't have to say it. So that's a very easy way out as a, as a rabbi or anyone when someone calls you. Even if you know something, but it's not something very serious, that's really going to affect the relationship. So when you say, you could, unless they're asking you specifically, you can't lie. They say, do you know, I heard this person has cancer, or oh, well, they had cancer, let's say something they had when they were a kid, or they had something, you know, 30 years ago, which is not relevant today. But you can't lie if they're asking you specifically about it. But you don't have to offer that information. And 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 uh, Rashi Weiss also explains the two truths. He says, he says if it's totally ridiculous things, you know, it's, you, know you have to use your seichel. He says there's no objective. You know you can't say this fact. You know you make a list. This you're allowed to lie about. This you're not. This you could reveal. He says it depends. On, you have to look at each case and understand what that person, what that relationship. Because he says many times, and this is true. I've had cases like this when you, as a shatrim, you know you 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 set two people up, and you know if they would know this information they would trap them like a potato. But listen, once they met each other, like we're saying, and they get to know each other, you know, the information's really irrelevant. 
So in that case, he says, let them go ahead. And, and he says, on the contrary, most people will thank you afterwards that you didn't tell them that. Because even though they asked, they don't really want to know because they want to get married. The goal is to get married. Isn't huh? father being not Jewish similar? It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter. Luckily, it doesn't matter. Listen, the person's a chassid is a rebbe, you know, yeah, whatever. Whatever the father is, he's father Jewish. No, they ask, you know, but you say, that, that's something that's serious because enough. Because you're asked or it's serious enough? Yeah, he says, if you're asked, you have to say it. Okay. But if you're not asked, but not for know, that, not a general He's question. going, and that's his case yeah. that he was asked about specifically. So again, so there's a lot of variables. Uh, speak to your local experts. But the uh, bottom line is, in most cases, unless it's a serious, like I say, it's a serious medical issue, and you have to reveal it. If the person's not reviewing it. And usually you don't have to. So again, if it's something that could really ruin the person's life, yeah. So as a third party, if you're not asking, it's a third party again. If it's something like the says, like like uh, the person can't have kids, and you know that, you should reveal it. You have to go to them inside. Yes. Go without question. Yes. Yeah, he ripped them blind. Again, it has to be fact. Clear fact. Not clear fact, but you just want to say, I don't know the facts, but maybe we right. suggest right. you suggest Yes, that you're allowed to do. So, again, yeah. you're allowed to say, I don't know the facts, but just check into what is the last two partnerships. Check you into that. Yeah, if, if you know there's really something.